Hello and welcome to episode 95 of the Late Life Career Change podcast with me, Phil Swallow, and it is Wednesday, the 8th of December 2021. Hope you're all doing well. The weather's pretty cold today, and I'll talk about some experiences that when I was out, out and about today. So, uh, yes, where have we been? I mean, it's been busy, it's late in the day today. Um, a bit, it's been busy good. You know, sometimes you're busy and it's busy not so good. But this is definitely busy good. First big news, finally got the Hamzy Green Aerodrome video out live on YouTube. Put it live, um, when was it, Friday-ish? And what I did, that's right, it took a while to actually process on the YouTube side. So it was the early hours of the morning on whatever day. Um, and I didn't do any promotion of it at all. And it still racked up about 30 odd views. And I thought, well, that's quite good that the people who subscribe and are notified when I make, you know, put a new video live would have watched it. And maybe some people just randomly discovered it. Um, and I did some things like link the Hamzy Green one to it and it back to the Hamzy Green one. Uh, and then on the day later, um, lost track of days, I put it live on my Facebook and it was also shared by my good friend Karen Herbert. I went to school with Karen and she's got a very big network and this helped no end. But also uh, it was, so that was what I call a social media bump. Um, I've been liaising with a lady called Linda Duffield who works for or is a volunteer for Kenley Revival, so about Kenley Aerodrome. More about that later. And she agreed to put a reference to it on the page of the Kenley Revival website. Thank you, Linda. And she also put it on their Facebook page. Thank you, Linda, again. Uh, the upshot of that is I've had 934 views in four days. That's prior to recording this podcast. Probably about the best that I've had in that sort of time frame and I'm really pleased not only because it was a piece of work that I put many hours into but I think it probably resonated with some people you know so many people just did not know that it existed there and then there was the kind of recollections back of childhood so there was um, people that I know that have lived in the area and then people said oh we used to play in the air shelters air raid shelters next door and go picking blackberries when they were all growing over the old buildings and and I'd spoken with, um, you know, some very various people about and getting information about the gliding aspect that went on up there. So I've got I got that in my head, and I've included that in the video. Sort of, kind of a, a winch flicked uh, launch for a glider, and then they kind of just came down to land. It wasn't a big operation at all, and um, and I made the decision that I would just go for it because uh, I was, you know, otherwise it's it's like diminishing returns where I was just going to keep, you know, tweaking it and never really be happy with it. So it went live. And um, the the comments that I've had on Facebook have been amazing. <clears throat> uh, the comments that I had on, on the video itself is great. And of course, that all helps with the algorithm when you're having a conversation with people that are actually watching it on YouTube itself. All that engagement's picked up by YouTube and they think, oh, there must be something, or the algorithm thinks there must be something good here. So we'll perhaps bump it a bit in the way they in the way they bump it uh, obviously it's not manual um but there's one in particular so i think it was via this page that karen shared it on and this guy said um my uncle roy was was a uh, aircraft engineer at hamsey green and he he sent three photos one was the front of the cigarette card with charles gardner and the cup king's cup from one of the years he won it on it 
and the other was the back of it. So he's got the original cigarette card that I found a, an image of online. So that was impressive. But more impressive was the actual silver tankard that Charles Gardner had been presented with in one of the wins. I think it was 36 off the top of my head. Uh, and he's, he has got it. He's got it in his possession. Uh, he lives up in Norfolk somewhere now. And um, we we kind of exchanged a few messages and uh, an appreciation. And one of the, or the article that I saw that actually made reference to that. It was from an aviation magazine in the 80s. He's got a copy of that article. But I just kind of said that, you know, if anything else comes to light, um, I will share it with him. And of course, if if lots of stuff come to light, comes to light, then I'll be making a part two. Because um, it's a subject that, very hard to describe you feel a sort of grounding you feel it in your soul almost this place I don't know why it's it's very strange and it's something that I've felt when I've been doing a lot of this local history stuff you know just to stand still for a minute let it kind of wash over you and maybe shut your eyes and think back in time and you realize that on that very plot of land you know this is where all these things happened where where history was made you know the 1930s was a very key part of aviation history that between the war period and um yeah so really really helpful grateful to linda and what she's done at kenley on the kenley side because she'd done a piece about um richard taylor's uh, experimental that, that failed unfortunately that's included in the video it's only nine minutes and one second long if you haven't watched it already and i've done a link um so my my agenda that I put on my little note, um, I'm going to jump around a bit because um, today Sue had a parcel to deliver to Catron Hill and uh, we looked up where the address was and I said, can we just go a bit earlier and have a wander around Kenley Aerodrome? Not all of it, but and we did. So it was a rarity that there was no rain today, but it was freezing cold and um, we had a wander around part of the perimeter I mean, some people do go inside. There's notices everywhere saying you shouldn't, and it, you certainly shouldn't if there's glider act, glider activity, which I think may be more at the weekends, but um, it is an RAF or MOD site. Um, very impressive. So it was good to kind of have a bit of a recce, I suppose, before I meet with Linda to do the filming, which I'm looking to do hopefully the middle of next week because the weather at this stage looks okay. Um and that's going to be good. I'm, I'm hoping to do that as a kind of interview thing, but um, we will uh, we will be prepared for all eventualities. So I'm going to probably email her tomorrow and just say, can we, you know, pick one of the days or have them both as a pencil and try for the first one, whatever. It's all happening. Um, and I'll be really excited to do the walk and talk with a guest uh, about Kenley Aerodrome. It may not pan out like that, um, but that's... It's certainly going to be a kind of walk and talk. Um, massive history there, of course. One of the best preserved Battle of Britain airfields, if not the best. So that was that. Um, today I also did some filming on the site of Addington Airfield, which may be almost as less well known than Hamsey Green, and that wasn't well known. Um, I'm going to do it in the same style as Hansy Green. That seemed to have resonated and it works better when you've got little or only static content. Apart from me doing a bit of filming today that I can use to help stitch it together and tell the story. I hope to get that live by this weekend. Um, looking at my diary, that should be possible. Um, by or during the weekend anyway. Um, but the other thing that, that was 
really made my weekend, I suppose, in many ways, was a visit to Croydon Airport on Sunday morning. So I had a slot. You you kind of book slots so that they can manage their groups, their tour groups. Um, and I booked it for Eventbrite for 10am, which was the first group of the day. And it's just a wonderful building. Um, it was kind of built in around the First World War time and then extended um but it was rebuilt in 28 and then it sort of it developed further during the war because there was bomb damage and one thing and another but it's the fact that it was so pioneering or associated with pioneers i mean winston churchill had a crash there that almost cost him his life and that could have changed the course of history on its own um but amy johnson flew flew from there many times um there was uh obviously it did play a big part in the battle of britain uh, it was the first airport anywhere in the world to have a control tower along the lines and the design that you see today now it was almost a shed with the window on each side on some stilts and i'm not putting any, anyone down or anything down by that but that's become the tower design uh with various uh impressions and and variations on that nowadays but they all are essentially the same thing a high tower with visibility all the way around and an aid to communication um, so the other thing that uh, Croydon was um, heavily, heavily involved in was, uh, the, well, say involved in it, it was the first um, international airport in the country. It was the airport, really. It was certainly the airport for London. Um, ultimately, it, uh, it, it couldn't compete when jet engines started to, to come and be the mainstream. So it closed in 59 and there's a kind of replica of the last aircraft that flew out on a flight to Rotterdam uh, outside the front of the building. So I took some footage and then brilliant guided tour from uh, mostly from Ian Walker, who's a pilot, but there were some other guys there as well. And they were passionate about the, the site and the history of it. Um, keen to talk about it, keen to answer the questions. So we had a good look round and I bought a, a book about the airport and uh, also Sally Smith was signing her book she'd just released, about 200 years of aviation history of women flying. Um, had a little chat with her, signed the book, bought that. Kind of present for myself, but, you know, someone's going to probably give it to me for Christmas. Um, and they only operate these open days on the first Sunday of every month. So... I'm going to go down there on another Sunday out of that pattern, i.e. when it's quite quiet, and I'm going to do a kind of walk and talk um, and just bind the video together a bit more, so hopefully get that done before Christmas, certainly the filming side, and then I can edit it um, as and when. But so all being well, let's say worst case scenario, this drips into the new year, because we're rapidly getting through December already, and I've got to do the filming and the you know, bits and pieces in the edit. Um, but by this time next month, let's hope, I would have actually released four videos all about aerodromes in the area, past, present. No, actually, they're all past. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, that's why I've called this episode, number 95, Airports and Aerodromes, which I didn't mention earlier. But I would say it's been a very rewarding time, humbling time when you think about the history and what's gone before people who sadly lost their lives through various different reasons um but you know just to maybe make people aware of just what's around us now and probably one of the biggest pieces of credit is that these sites have managed to retain some green space now croydon was a pretty large airfield 
and some of it was inevitably sold off for building and even on the industrial side so the initial tarmac outside the tower has been sold off long ago that's imperial way but these kind of light industrial units and things but um it, you know th- most of them have still got a lot of greenery as I say kenley is as it was and it's it's a great thing to see it's really great to see um other than that with my time yeah done a bit of admin um i signed up for one of these things called kofi and um it's basically someone can buy you a coffee as a way of sort of tipping you donating to you saying thanks to you whatever um kind of passively advertising it at the moment i don't want to go hi i'm phil buy me a coffee um but you know it's it's there on my site and on my my page of links unfold site they call it so yeah i set that up did another bit of admin got more to do um and then bit of running around today as i say managed to do those two sites in in the day managed to leave my phone at home that's weird when you go out without your phone i had to talk to people and things um but it was fine because it was family and we had a nice cup of tea and a bit of cake so uh i think i might change the music you know in 2022 probably going to go for new music on the video no i'm going to go for new music on the podcast and because i don't really edit this i'm going to leave that in so hope you're well stay warm stay safe um try not to let the covid situation drive you up the wall and um i will catch up with you again in next week's show Mm -hmm.